Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Cooper, and it's time for a TSS Fantasy. Yeah! Oh, Jesus Christ. We, <laughs> we got a busy show tonight. It's actually our own draft lottery tonight, and I'm going to bring up a question for our TSS family later about, about lotteries. But let's start with our introductions. Let's welcome to the studio Greg O.J. Mayer. Fellas, how y'all guys doing tonight? And this is the second time that we're meeting face-to-face, and I can't say I'm not happy about it. Oh, well, that's very sad, actually. <laughs> but before you interrupt me, but you can catch me on Instagram, Greg underscore OJ, and Big OJ one on Twitter. Make sure you get my followers up. Thank you. Everyone looked at Greg at that moment like, damn, bro. What? <laughs> I don't like seeing you guys. It's COVID. Delta, Delta, you know, yeah, variant. Yeah, true, true story. All right, next, Fred the Jester Reyes. Welcome to the studio. Thank you, thank you. Everyone, follow me at TSS Jester. Again, all these followers. And Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Hey, try not to get Flandered tonight, folks. Um, I'm going to let you know that all of my analysis and my picks are going to be sponsored by Corona Light. And I promise I am definitely looking to get Flandered. Not not by me. Not by any of you, thankfully. As a reminder, you can keep up with the crew on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and of course our website, tssfantasy.com, where you can sign up for our free contest. Currently, we have the Commissioner Cooper's Top 10 Running Back Challenge. Send us your top 10 running backs before week one for your chance to win two tickets to see the Dolphins versus the Jets in week 15 with the TSS crew. Yeah. J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 Just end the season. Yeah, that's definitely not what he'll be saying in the fourth quarter. And don't forget the Give me my tissues. The Vision Coach and Counseling Ultimate Team Contest Send us your ultimate fantasy lineup. That's a QB, two RBs, two running backs, one tight end, one flex, a kicker, and a defense for your chance to win $300. You put no no money in, $300. Easiest money you could ever try to make. This week, we are going to add our survivor pool and pick em contest, so keep an eye out and visit our, con- visit our website, tssfantasy.com, today. Now, it's been a busy week with camp starting, so before we dive into the headlines, let's make let's 
Let's see if we can get Dr. Miller to make a quick house call. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is back in the house. Dr. Jeffrey Miller, welcome to the studio. Commissioner Cooper, as always, it is a pleasure to be here. The NFL players are keeping you busy as camp begins and lots and lots of uh, big injuries are happening. We're going to start in Indianapolis because that was probably one of the more bigger injuries that happened in the, the especially as regard the time frames recovery was concerned so we're going to bring up Carson Wentz with a big ankle injury um, now there's like I said there's some speculation when he can be back some say early some say late what is your take on Carson Wentz yeah a little bit about Carson Wentz it seems like this particular injury dates back perhaps as long as his high school playing days so he has had part of his fifth metatarsal bone in his foot removed. That fifth metatarsal is the bone that connects your heel to your pinky toe. And he had part of that removed. And what we're seeing is this really broad timeline for his potential return. And reports suggest that he'll be back anywhere between 5 and 12 weeks. This is a huge span of time. And what that's most likely representing is his pain threshold. So when you excise part of a bone, there's not a lot of healing that has to occur. Rather, it's just when does he feel confident and safe standing, running, and cutting on that surgical foot. So I don't have anything to narrow down that timeline. Still going to be 5 to 12 weeks, but we can safely give him a 100% to start the season on the bench. (laughs) Safe to say, that's for sure. And crazy enough, uh, I think it was a few days later, one of the their big offensive linemen had the exact same injury. How crazy is that? Must be, something, must be something on the field in Indianapolis. All right, let's go on to Philly where they're big. They, they call him the Slim Reaper, the guy they picked in the draft, Devonta Smith. He is the Slim Reaper, and everyone note, noted he had really skinny legs and how far can he last in the NFL season. Um, and here we are in camp with an MCL sprain. So let's get your take on Devonta Smith. Yeah, so I want to disconnect those skinny legs from the MCL sprain. <laughs> we talked a few weeks ago about the stability of the knee. And the stability of the knee is derived primarily from four ligaments. On the inside of the knee, connecting the upper to lower leg bones, is that MCL. It stands for medial collateral ligament. This ligament, just like the other three primary stabilizing supports to the knee, is not muscular, and it's not something that's subject to grow uh, bigger through strength training. So Devonta Smith is never going to have legs that look like Saquon Barkley, even (laughs) if he strength trains them forever. Those ligaments are never going to grow to Saquon size. So I don't think his MCL sprain is necessarily due to his skinnier legs. He's expected to miss about two to three weeks. Right now, as far as I understand, he's listed as week to week. I think they're going to manage this conservatively, wait until he feels like he's 100%, play the long game with him, and if it's three weeks before he returns, so be it. So we're going to move on to um, a quarterback in a new situation, Matt Stafford. Um, You know, he – now, I guess we're kind of behind the eight ball a little bit because he's already back in practice from what I heard yesterday – but it's something to be concerned about because he did have the he had a thumb surgically repaired, hit it on a player's helmet. 
um, which caused the concern. So now the concern is going into the season, you know, is this something that's going to be reoccurring? What's your thoughts on the uh, Matt Stafford injury? Yeah, so like you said, I think we're a little bit behind on this one. This would have been a little bit more appropriate a couple of days ago. But this is a neat injury, and I just wanted to take the opportunity to talk about it a little bit. So in March, he had surgery to repair a partially torn ulnar collateral ligament. That's UCL, ulnar collateral ligament, in his throwing right thumb. This particular ligamentous injury is most commonly referred to as a gamekeeper's injury or gamekeeper's thumb. And there's a little bit of history behind that term. So years ago, when people would shoot their own meat and sometimes break the neck of, say, a rabbit after shooting the animal in order to kill it, they would sustain injuries to the ligaments of the thumb that keep it from bending backwards. So that ulnar collateral ligament of the thumb Injury is often called a gamekeeper's injury. It dates back to that type of mechanism. Um, it connects the actual metacarpal bone in the hand to the thumb itself. And again, this was surgically repaired last year. And the concern was after he banged it on a helmet that he may have re-injured it. But it appears to have just been a mild bruise. And again, like you mentioned, he's back ready to play. So shooting for my own mate. Brings me back to my vacation in Tennessee. So I do appreciate you bringing that up. Absolutely. <laughs> Talking about uh, another injury, Kenny Galladay. So it looks like he had a strained hamstring. What are your thoughts on this injury? Yes, yeah, so this guy got paid in the offseason after missing the majority of last season with a hip flexor strain. I think he mm. signed a four-year, $72 million deal. Oof. And again, this comes after missing most of last season. So... Clearly, the Giants are feeling good about his potential upside. The injury was considered just a slight hamstring pull, which was, quote, not considered significant. So given that that's what's coming out of the Giants team, I'm not going to be too concerned. Much like Devonta Smith, they'll probably play the long game. And if it means he misses a couple of days or weeks, I think they're going to be happy about having him back whenever that may be. All right, and let's stay in New York and talking about Saquon. You brought him up earlier. Now reports that he won't be back till week three. Um, Thoughts on Saquon and um, his recovery? So I I don't want to be too nuanced with this, but the language I've most commonly seen is that he will be back by week three, not necessarily for week three. So, They're giving him a little bit of flexibility on his return to play. This appears to very much be a long-term decision to make sure that he doesn't come back one minute before he's ready. I don't think this return conflicts with what we've talked about on this show, mentioned in our running backs episode, that he was going to be 20% to the bench after, after he takes the field, and that he may be delayed getting on the field this season. So I still say he's 50-50 to start the year. And again, the team is saying he will be back by week number three. It doesn't necessarily preclude him from taking uh, the field week one or two. Awesome. Well, lots of good information. We do appreciate it. And again, as the injury bug continues to hit the NFL, we'll continue to have you in studio. We do appreciate you. Thank you again, Dr. Miller. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you. I'll see you next time. Hi, this is Freddie the Jester from TSS Fantasy. As you know, I am a jokester. And one of the things I'm serious about is the health of my car. When my car is not working properly, I take it to the auto clinic in St. Cloud, Florida. Anytime my brakes or AC needs to be repaired or I just need general maintenance, I take it directly to the auto clinic where they take care of all my auto needs. They are a complete auto repair shop. If you need repairs done to your vehicle, the auto clinic is the place. It can be found at 1524 13th Street, St. Cloud, Florida, 34769. And you can call them at 407-892-8104 to schedule an appointment. You can trust the folks at auto clinic that you can trust I'm about to have another snack break. Dr. Miller bringing the thunder from down mm. under once again. Let's start with Carson Wentz. So we heard from the doc his prognosis. <clears throat> Who on the Colts does this have the biggest fantasy impact on? We're going to start with you, Greg. Who do you think? Well, on the positive side, you guys know I've been on this guy's bandwagon since the beginning of the season. And Jonathan Taylor. With no true quarterback under center, and that strong defense that the Colts have, what are they going to do? Run the ball, right? Give it to the running back, control, play ball control offense until Carson Wentz gets back. So the biggest impact is going to be for Jonathan Taylor. Like I say all the time, draft with confidence. Fred, your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it all year, these damn Colts. I am a clown. You know how it affects the whole Colts team. What happened? I tell you, Wentz, his mind wasn't right. Now guess what? His body is not right. They are not as good as we think they are. Now they're going to be worse. It affects the whole team. And it's not even Wentz that affects the team the most. It's Quentin Nelson. You know, their line is, they built the line. They have the strongest line, and he's out. I want to say it again. I told you so. I told you so. You said it. The Colts ain't shit. Nostradamus over here. That's right. There's somebody else calling it besides me. Nick, the biggest fantasy impact on who, sir? Who do you think? Before I let you Freddy, hear my analysis. Freddie, 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 Jason, get comfy. Get comfy. Really? Okay. Before I let you in on my thoughts about the Colts, um, thinking about Carson Wentz is, I just want to say this, I'm Carson Wentz defender. Last year, everyone complained about, oh, Carson Wentz always gets hurt. He always gets hurt. Did you know in 14 games he was sacked 50 times last year? Wow. He's sacked now. I'm going to sack you. All right, so um, 50 times. Clock is running. 12 games. That's four sacks a game. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, it's going to negatively affect the most T.Y. Hilton and – Michael Pittman Jr. is going to drastically drop their numbers. So if I were you, I would wait to late rounds to draft those two receivers. 
call Philip Rivers. Well, that wasn't too long. I thought that was Nick, a big long. Twenty six seconds. Great job. <laughs> hey, that was that was actually pretty good. Um, nice and impacted statement there. We appreciate that, Nick. All right, so now we heard his thoughts on Devonta Smith, the Slim Reaper. What are you guys' thoughts on those chicken legs and possible hurting his knee going up the season? Nick, we're going to go to you as the resident Philly expert. What are your thoughts on Devonta Smith and possibly getting hurt going on a season? Uh, well, as far as the Slim Reaper, um, I think he, he adds to the slim chance the Eagles make the playoffs. Uh, I never wanted him to begin with, uh, so I'm not a Devontae Smith fan. He weighs 170 pounds, soaking wet. Uh, I think it's going to bother him for the rest of his career if he doesn't get it fixed. All right, so um, all right, so let's move on to Matt Stafford. All right, and we let's move on to somebody that I, I believe, Freddie. You know, you had a lot of thoughts on Stafford going into the season. <laughs> <laughs> he, and he hurt his thumb already. I mean, so it's sur- surgically repaired. It was hit by, I believe, an um, offensive lineman's helmet while he made a throw. Already sprained. Any concern for you going into the season? Are you dropping him in your rankings at all? He was already down anyway, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I like Stafford. He's a good between 20 to 30. I wasn't going to draft him anyway, but anytime a quarterback injures his hand that you throw with, and especially a thumb, it's always going to affect you. So, yeah, I, I I would take him bottom half, definitely. Don't you know what? Don't even draft him. There's better options. Hmm. You can see Freddie came prepared tonight. Greg, what do you think of Matt Stafford? Jason, after that. I was about to talk about what, that. What, what can I talk? What can I say? How can I follow that up? But, no, I am going to. Freddie, put your phone on silent, please. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think it knocks him down a little bit, but I think Stafford has enough talent around him in with the Rams and in within himself that he's gonna be successful. So I don't see it as a big, you know, um big injury. I think he'll recover well from it. And I think the Rams are still gonna be one of the favorites to be at the at the end of the year for the Super Bowl. So I it probably knock him down a few pegs but nothing too major. Alright, to your point he's already back at practice, so not not a huge ordeal. But Nick, do you have any thoughts or any concern on Stafford going forward? What Greg said. That's what she said. All right. So we have the hamstring injury to Kenny Galladay, and also now the concern that Saquon might not start week one. So we've talked a lot about this Giants offense. We've hyped them up a lot. You know, we've we've talked a lot about Daniel Jones. I've talked about Saquon a lot. Any concern that that's just hype now into this Giants offense, Greg, we'll kick it to you. Um, or or not concerned at all? The hamstring scares me with Galladay. Hamstrings can be nagging throughout the season, as, we, as we've seen in the past with football. It can stay with a player for the entire season. Can make He can miss a couple of games, so definitely Galladay would be knocked down a few pegs for me. With Saquon, I'm disappointed because Jason hyped up Saquon all season long, how he <laughs> got Saquon as one of his not, – not if – you know, in this top three, but maybe the top running back overall. And now we, we may not even have Saquon to week three. So I'm kind of disappointed, but I think Saquon is still worth a late fir- first round pick, maybe early second round. If you're willing to take that risk, if you are a fantasy owner that's willing to take that risk and say, you know what, 
I can go with a backup for the first two games if you draft that well. Then go ahead and, and, and draft him with confidence. But Jason, man, you had you had me hyped for Saquon, bro. Now I feel like it's it's over. Well, to be fair, to be fair to me, and I'm gonna call out Dr. Miller at this point because he told me way back <laughs> when in week one that he was quote bullish on Saquon Barkley. So I bought into that, and uh, um, well, let's and now to his analysis, he is still saying that it's possible he can start week one. They are just giving him more of a bigger time frame just in case he's not ready. Fred, what are your thoughts? Are we <coughs> hyping up the Giants too much, or um, you know, what are your thoughts on Saquon? On Saquon, worrisome. Got a day's fine. Um, we had, I think, yeah, two. Th- I was reading it two or three weeks. He'll be back by week one. Hamstring. Yeah, they said it's not a serious injury. It, okay. All right, Fred. Saquon worries me because he's been hurt quite a few times. We had him, what, top six running back? And you just put him down to damn near the last round, second round? So I, I definitely think Saquon, yeah, he's looking like a second rounder. I, I say draft cautiously, not, not confidently. Don't steal my line. <laughs> Nick, what are your thoughts on the Giants offense and Saquon Barkley? Well, uh, as a Resident Eagles fan, I hope the Giants lose every damn game. Um, but I think for Barkley, if you're going to draft Barkley with your first pick as your running back, you better get some good depth on running back because week three may turn into week four, five, six, and so on. Uh, Kenny Galladay, to Freddie's point, um, dude, NFL just got awarded $4 million to research hamstring injuries. So hamstring injuries are nothing to play with uh, as far as you think that they're willy-nilly injuries. So he might be one to watch, and as far as that is, next man up. Shame on you, Freddie the Jester. Take Serious, the hamstring injuries. Yeah, right. <laughs> I believe you just got an F in Nick's class. Yeah, All he right. got flandered. <laughs> Dirty. Ooh. Jeez. Man, Commission must be hard trying to get us clowns to come together for the show. Yeah, especially keeping us motivated during the Jeffter snack breaks. It's almost like we need a counselor or someone to at least consult us because we don't know what we're doing. Luckily for us, we signed the best coach in the business, Vision Coach and Consulting. They have led the way for business professionals for over 20 years. Yeah, you know what? They offer business coaching, life coaching, and consulting services that can put you back on the track for your personal goals. You don't say, Nick. You know what? Check them out today at coachingandleading.org or on Facebook or Twitter at their handle, Coach Lead Win. Vision Coaching and Consulting, because every champion has a coach. How about the Hall of Fame game? Football is back. And just in case you're curious, maybe at some point we may do preseason fantasy. You never know. It could be possible. But just so in case you were wondering, Garrett Gilbert led the Cowboys QB with 104 yards passing, Rico Dwandle 43 yards rushing, and Malik Turner 47 so yards exciting. receiving. So exciting. I know who Garrett Gilbert is. On the Steelers side of things, Najee Harris 22 yards rushing, 
Kalen Balaj, another sighting. He's still around, 19 yards and a touchdown. Chase Claypool, I'm not sure if you saw that big catch, but 62 yards receiving. Not bad for a preseason game. The biggest note for me was the Steelers' D was impressive, where the hype on the Cowboys' D was not so much. Any thoughts on the Hall of Fame game, or did you give a shit? Uh, Claypool's catch. Gilbert. <laughs> Orlando Apollos. What's, what's eating Gilbert? <laughs> Nick, how about you, sir? I mean, you, you're the Steelers fan. What do, you, what do you have to say? It's preseason. Who cares? Okay. Moving right. on. <laughs> best, at, best shit from Nick all year. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, we're going to deep dive into the AFC quarterbacks. We're going to lead first with Dr. Miller has some show notes on QB injuries. So let's go to the doc. All right, as we deep dive into the AFC quarterbacks, let's take a moment and talk about injuries to quarterbacks because that is what will kill your season. So when we talk about injuries, let's talk to Dr. Miller about what causes injuries and what is the big factors in causing injuries to quarterbacks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Thank you for that. So I want to talk about a few different studies that are out there. The first one is out of the American Journal of Sports Medicine. This dates back to 2004, and it looks at 21 years of NFL quarterback position data. And there's a few remarkable findings. Number one, passing plays account for about 77% of all quarterback injuries. So you're rushing quarterbacks, you're running quarterbacks, still more likely to be injured on a passing play than a running play. Mm. Number two data point found in that article, head and shoulder injuries are the top two injuries sustained by NFL quarterbacks. Of those shoulder injuries, AC sprains account for almost half of the shoulder injuries sustained. And then number three, direct trauma accounts for over 80% of all of those shoulder injuries. So they're not the repetitive throwing motion injuries that we might see in baseball pitchers, but rather these are direct trauma. Second noteworthy piece of information or piece of research comes out of the current reviews in musculoskeletal medicine. And I've got this article for the show notes. It comes from 2018, so it's a little bit more current than the last one. And it just highlights that quarterbacks are most susceptible to shoulder injuries due to direct contact. So what we're seeing is a trend in the research that direct contact is what's causing shoulder injuries, primarily, again, on passing plays. So 
your pocket passers are not necessarily super protected just because they're not running quarterbacks. And then the third interesting, um, I won't call it a piece of research because it's not, but the third interesting trend I'm seeing is that there's a lot of armchair quarterbacks out there on the internet posting their own data online about how running quarterbacks are not pocket passers to injury. And there seems to be a growing body of armchair quarterback evidence on this, but it's still difficult to find peer-reviewed scientific medical publications supporting this. So not saying that it's necessarily not the case, but it's not always medically verifiable. All right, very interesting indeed. You can check out Dr. Miller's show notes at tssfantasy.com. All righty, so we're going into our deep dive into the quarterbacks, and we have a guest on with us, Caleb McChesney, a Patriots beat writer. Welcome to the studio, Caleb. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me. We appreciate having you here. Tell our TSS family where they can find you on social media. Yeah, so uh, obviously you can find me... uh articles for uh, Belios. Uh, that's pretty uh, easy. Um, my uh, Patriots page, Foxborough Beat, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. The, it, Twitter and Instagram aren't as active, but book one, uh, we're about to cross 5,000 likes. Uh, excited for that. Uh, but yeah, that's basically where you can uh, keep up with me. Uh, Caleb MC on Twitter. Caleb E-M-C-E-E, not the two letters MC. I'm a little bit uh, sophisticated like that. Uh <laughs> But, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Let's talk about uh, my favorite position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's go into the Patriots quarterback situation. Greg's going to lead us off with our Patriots overview. So what do you have on this particular situation? Well, the biggest question we got out of New England is how long is Cam going to hold off Mac Jones? Um, Belichick has upgraded all the weapons, bought in two tight ends, got born and Aguilar on the outside. So he bought him weapons to help Cam. But the question is, when is Mac Jones going to take over? When is Brady 2.0 going to take over the Patriots? That, that's so being a little I, generous, but. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he's, he's if you look at Mac Jones, he he's, looks like Tom. Accuracy well, you like saw Tom. that one combine photo and you're making that assumption? Yeesh. <laughs> Ooh. So what do you think, Caleb? <laughs> Caleb, your thoughts. Let's school Let's school us in. What are your thoughts on the quarterback situation? Well, uh, obviously, it wasn't uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, as I had been hyping up all offseason. But I'll take Mac Jones <laughs> and uh, Cam Newton uh, here. Uh, I just got done, actually, uh, reviewing day two of training camp, uh, believe it or not. Uh, Cam Newton and Mac Jones actually weren't the best quarterback today. It was Brian Hoyer who went 12 of 14, but obviously we're not uh, pitting him to start anytime soon. <laughs> um, but right now I think Newton has the slight lead in the uh, quarterback competition. He went a uh, six of 10 today. He had a couple touchdowns. He caught a touchdown from Jacoby Myers on a Philly special type play. Um, But I think that Cam Newton, you're probably going to look at him being the week one starter against Miami. Uh, Mac Jones, I'd be, I wouldn't be floored if I saw him play this season, but I wouldn't count on it. I think Cam Newton is pretty due for a big bounce back year. uh, Just as the same reasons that Greg said, we brought in two tight ends, two capable wide receivers. The defense should be just as fine, keeping, you know, a lot of pressure off Newton 
and the run game is still pretty fantastic. I think, I think Damien Harris is due to have a Corey Dillon type season where, uh, I don't know if you guys remember back in 2004 ish when Corey Dillon was on the team, Corey Dillon ran for 1600 yards. Yeah. I think Harris could be some type could do that type of thing. And then Sony Michelle as a one, two punch, then you have James White on third down. We have a pretty solid offense, I think, and it's really just depending on how the quarterbacks. Play. I know that Newton wasn't exactly uh, anybody's favorite last year. Uh, I had him on fantasy too. I get it. Um, <laughs> but I think Newton's when Newton's at his best, he has great tight end play, and the Patriots have two great tight ends. Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry paid top-of-the-line money for him. Uh, I would probably predict that Newton would be the week one starter and would start for most of the season. I think if things get bad, I think you could see Mac Jones right after that Bucks game in Houston, week five. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Nick, what, what are your thoughts on the quarterback situation? Well, to go directly to uh, New England, I would uh, stay away from that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a good situation uh it's like a couple other different situations where you really don't know who's going to start week to week so let's say if if cam starts and he's got two or three bad series and uh belichick says i've seen enough of this and then he puts in mac jones your quarterback day is done so i would only take um one of these quarterbacks on a stream fred what are your thoughts yeah, for fantasy relevance, I wouldn't take any quarterback on New England. Obviously, I don't care. What, Brian Horry went 12 of 14 today. You don't like that? Those are big stats today. Brian Hoyer's contract does not gar- uh, does not guarantee him to play. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't care how many quarterbacks New Cam Newton does. Um, I won't take any quarterback from New England. Now, week one started, yes, I did, do believe it's going to be Cam Newton. I was reading an SI article, <laughs> and it has him as negative uh, 305 to start week one with Mac Jones being plus 225. And they usually know uh, what's going on when it comes to odds. Um, so, uh, once again, I really don't care who starts it for New England. I'm a Jets fan. Uh, oh, so uh, we so, we so for, beat the brakes off you twice a year. I can see the bitterness. <laughs> for me, I'd rather them start Stidham, and I'll be a happy camper. Ooh. Uh, Stidham can't even, like, throw anymore at this point. He's going to have to have – he's probably going to have to have shoulder surgery here pretty soon yeah, from what I'm reading. Care. Wow. Yeah, he got hurt. Oh, interesting. So I have. He he was put on the pup list last night, and uh, the rumor is that he's going to need shoulder surgery. This has been bugging him for a little while. And to me, Stidham is the worst of the four quarterbacks. I'm taking Newton Jones and Brian Hoyer over Stidham at the play one. Well, I think that was. Comfortably take Hoyer. Comfortably. I I think that was his point. He'd rather have the worst start for you guys. I believe that's where he was going (laughs) with that one. But I I, I, I do want to say something. Last week's episode, I did say Damian Harris would probably be the number one running back. All right, we're going to get to that in a second. But let's, I, I, I'll finish up by saying I got Mac Jones listed number 32 and Cam at 28. And listen, to start the season, you're right. Cam Newton is going to start. But I think that these guys actually are good, viable streaming options. And I'll tell you why. They play the Jets twice a year. So that's two games off the jump that they're going to be viable starters. Did you know that Cam Newton saw 42 red zone carries last year? Turn them into 12 touchdowns. So listen, in fantasy, that's all that matters is putting up points. Look what they did this offseason. 
them a few times. We've talked about the additions they made offensively and defensively, a better team. So no matter who's the quarterback of the school, see some good points being put up. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's bring in our medical expert, Dr. Miller, your percent to the bench for Cam Newton. I think the biggest thing keeping Cam Newton healthy this season is knowing that the rookie Mac Jones is right there behind him hoping to get a few more reps. So Cam's going to be particularly motivated this season to stay on the field. He's two years out from his Liz Frank injury. We're going to go 35% to the bench. All right, Caleb, Freddie alluded to it, jumped to it. We talked, we did a deep dive into the running backs. I know you kind of briefly touched on it. Your thoughts on the Patriots running back situation this year. Do you think it's or are we going to have a viable starter in Damian Harris? Well, that's always the thing with New England, right? Like you, I know as the general fantasy rule, you don't want to touch running backs in New England because you can have a 2014 situation where Jonas Gray goes for four touchdowns and nobody knows who he is. Um, right, absolutely. But I think that if any if any year is going to have a year where we have that Corey Dillon type of season, it'll be this year with Damian Harris. Um, I don't. I wouldn't touch Sonny Michelle in any fantasy leagues, truthfully. Um, I think he's probably a candidate to trade. But uh, I think Damian Harris is probably the Patriots running back you want. And he's probably the running back you want in this division because just off the top of my head, I can't think of I, – I, do the Jets have like a solid running back that you want to take? No. I wouldn't. Maybe in a <laughs> dynasty league with um, – what's his name? Michael Carter? Yeah. Um, the Bills, Matt Breida, Zach Moss, and Devin Singletary. No thanks. And then the Dolphins, my second was solid, but can you really depend on him? I think Harris is somebody that you can maybe depend on a little bit more than those guys um, this season. I think the I think the real question here is uh, James White, how valuable is he going to be in a PPR league? Um, I don't know how valuable he was last a couple of games after his uh, – his uh, father died in that car accident week two. Right, um, right. But I don't know how valuable he was in fantasy last year. You guys probably know that better than I do. But, uh, yeah, I think Harris is probably somebody you want to you want to keep an eye on in, like, a mid-round situation. I'm not a fantasy guru. I'm just telling you what the Patriots kind of look like. But I, I think Harris is going to be a solid guy for you. He's going to get you a solid 10 to 15 points a game. Uh, maybe even, you know – Jump that up to seventeen twenty if you get a touchdown or two. Right. Um, I think his, his fantasy value goes up if Mac Jones is a starter because uh, Cam Newton is kind of a uh, red zone hawk. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, vultures. That's the word. He's a vulture for those red <laughs> I did. I did that too. Don't worry. It's all good. Like Mike right, Tolbert Caleb. with the Panthers. Hey, Caleb, I got a quick question. So, you've been at Patriots camp. So, do you see the offense this year being more run orientated, like a lot more more than last year? Even though they got the the you know the two outside wide receivers and the tight end. Um, I feel like the Patriots offense has been run oriented since 2018, since we drafted Sony yeah. Michelle. The Patriots gotcha. haven't really had an error attack offense since we had Brandon Cooks that year uh, when Brady threw, you know, for 500 yards in the Super Bowl. That was the last time the Patriots really aired it out. Um, unless you want to count that Seattle game, which was, I feel like is just, you know, an exception, <laughs> not the rule. Cam Newton doesn't typically throw for almost 400 yards. Right. Sure. I, I feel like no matter who the quarterback is, whether, whether it's Newton or Jones, I think that it's going to be a run first kind of offense. And then, you know, it's like classic Brady, you know what I mean? In the early 2000s, Brady wasn't really airing it out. He dinked and dunked, got it to the open guy. Obviously, the offense is a little more dynamic with Newton because he has that threat on his legs as it is. But I think as soon as you see Mac Jones, you're going to get a lot of that classic Brady offense where you don't really want to touch anybody's team in fantasy outside of maybe the slot receiver. Like if Jacoby Myers lights it up and takes over that Edelman role, where in PPR you're like, oh my god, he's catching 13 balls a freaking game. But yeah, I feel like this offense is definitely not going to be the air attack that say uh, Green Bay or Kansas City is. Thank you. Gotcha. Yeah, Caleb. Listen, we appreciate your time. Lots of good nuggets for us to chew on, and hopefully, uh, as we progress. Though, I have a question yeah, for you, though. Please go right ahead. Where do you rank Brian Hoyer? As I, <laughs> I think that. If COVID happens again, we can grab Hoyer on a steal. He's slightly outside of my top 40, if I'm being honest. Slightly outside of the 40? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we appreciate your time. And as the season progresses, if you wouldn't mind, love to have you on again. We do appreciate coming. Absolutely. My schedule is open. and Always here to uh, give you some insight on what the Patriots are doing. Like I said, I've been following camp pretty closely. So I I got to know who's going to Well, we will definitely uh, check in with you later on as we get closer, for sure. Honey, I'm home. What's that amazing smell? Did you make my favorite cobbler? I sure the hell did not, honey. It's my new candle, Blueberry Cobbler. Where did you get such an amazing smelling candle? Oh, 407 Candles. I found them on Facebook and they have an Instagram too. When I did my daily shopping, I found out they have some other wonderful scents as well. Honey, when you make me a sandwich later, afterwards we must go online and check out all their wonderful scents. Oh honey, you will starve because I won't make that sandwich, but yes, let's do that. Well, at least it'll smell good. All right, wow, that was really interesting. Caleb making you look kind of silly actually a couple times, Greg. You I think so? play that back a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Miami Dolphins, and we're going to bring up Mr. Tua. What are your thoughts on Tua? 
Well, before we get into the Dolphins, I'm so excited. Um, the AFC East quarterbacks are just like the running backs. There's not a lot of talent here. Um, there's only one real quarterback to QB1, and he's on Buffalo. But I have to talk about the Dolphins. I'm forced to talk about the Dolphins. It's in my contract to talk about the Dolphins, and I really don't want to. But Tua, unfortunately, is probably the second-best quarterback in the division. Um, last season, he had 1,800 yards passing, 11 TDs. His completion percentage was actually decent with 64%. I like the addition of Waddle and Will Fuller to go along with, you know, Parker. But an uh, insider here said Albert Wilson also looks great in camp with Tua, and they're building the chemistry there. So the only thing I'm worried about with Tua, they have Brissett waiting in the wings. He's, he's a, you know, he, he's proven to be a good starter in the past. So... Tua, draft with caution if he's your QB1. Fred, where do you got Tua ranked? Off the chart. Not even there. Nah, let me stop. I, I said it last time. Tua's a decent quarterback, not top 15 at all, not even close. Um, I said he cannot read a defense. We've said that many times. Nick, where do you got Tua ranked? I have him ranked at 18. Nice. I have him ranked actually 21st, believe it or not. But I believe there is some huge potential. I'm just, as a Dolphin fan, I am used to being disappointed. So I am I am going Greg's route and going with caution. Dr. Miller, let's get your percent to the bench on Tua. Tua Tagovailoa, we're going to say 50% to the bench. No longer worried about his hip dislocation or posterior wall fracture. We spent some time earlier in the preseason talking about that. The biggest concern I have for him is his history of high ankle sprains. He's had both surgically repaired with a tightrope procedure. But again, 50% to the bench. All right, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills. Greg, what you got on Josh Allen? I'm kind of mad you got Bills going second. I wish we would have saved the best for last because he is the best quarterback in the division. Uh, last year, Josh Allen had 4,500 yards passing, 37 TDs, 400 yards rushing, and eight rushing TDs. So he's the best running back and the court, best quarterback in this division. So you can't go wrong with drafting Josh Allen. He just got the big contract as well. So he's going to be in Buffalo for a pretty long time. Like I always say, when I'm confident in the player, draft Josh Allen with confidence. He is the yeah. I have him ranked number three overall with my quarterbacks. Top five quarterback, amazing football player. Can't say nothing more. I actually have him ranked ninth. Uh, uh. Yeah, I have him ranked ninth. Uh, six is Brady, seven is Herbert, eight is Jackson, nine is Allen. Whoa. <coughs> All right, so um, I have him number two. I think he could be a number one. Um, I don't know what this this guy just said, Brady. I, I nobody. Let's get back. We got NFC next week. Wow, I just can't believe this hurt. Let's move on now to the New York JET. Suck, suck, suck. Zach Wilson. What are your thoughts on Zach Wilson? I'm I'm lost. I'm confused after what I just heard with Nick. So. Um, <laughs> I had, I had this whole thing planned for Zach Wilson, and, and I don't know where to go now. Zach Wilson, a lot of talent. He's in New York. Let's see what he does. But I like what the Jets have done with him so far This you know in his rookie season. They got a good offensive line around him. They brought in decent weapons. So let's see if the kid grows into a, a decent quarterback for the Jets. I'm a Jets fan, so I'm praying that he does. But 
he's not even in my top 35 right now. So let's see what happens with Zach Wilson as the season goes on. I was liking everything you said. He said not in the top 35. That means backups are ahead of Zach Wilson. Yeah. No, makes no sense. Let's keep it moving. Mm, wow. Let's keep it moving, he said. Mac Run is where you, where you got him at. Oh, boy. Uh, I have him ranked in, in New Jersey. Uh, he's ranked 39th. Wow, I smartest I thing you him. said all night. <laughs> oh, the nice night over well, that was, yet, sir. That was number two, I guess. So I actually have him thirty seventh. Uh, we talked about that before. I do have backups ahead of him. Not a big believer in this offense. Uh, not much really going on at all. Hey, TSS family, it's Commissioner Cooper, and when anyone on our crew has a special event or just needs to freshen up a bit, we go see our boys at Underground Cuts, located at 1005 West Oak Ridge Road, Suite 6 in Orlando, Florida. Give Rob a call today at 407-858-0880. Mention TSS Fantasy or do that annoying Jets chant and receive a free soda compliments of TSS Fantasy. Alright, moving on now to the AFC South where we have the Houston Texans. Um, and I'm going to bring up first Deshaun Watson. This was one of this basically is this biggest mystery in fantasy football this season. This could be one of the biggest steals in fantasy, or could be the biggest bust. The legal side put aside, he still put up big numbers in an offense that was subpar at best last season. He lost big play Will Fuller, and the RBs aren't doing him any favors. If he plays, however. No matter where he will, where he will be, he might be a steal in late rounds for your draft this season. Greg, where do you have Deshaun? I have him outside my top twenty-five, and it's just because of everything around him. Proceed with caution when drafting Deshaun Watson. Top ten. I don't know what they're talking about. Shitty team, big numbers. Wherever he plays goes. Top ten. I don't actually have him ranked because of his legal situation. That's why. But if his legal situation was out of the way, he'd be in the top five no matter what. But he's got a crappy team around him. I don't expect him to play for Houston at all. Greg, I know you're chomping at the bit to make some snide comment at me. Just shut up. Nick, you're on the road tonight. (laughs) All right, so let's move on now to the Tennessee Titans. And we're going to bring up Ryan Tannehill. I have him ranked number seven. Um, this one actually is a little personal personal for me. I've sat in Miami and watched this guy really develop under the crazed gaze of Adam Gase, of all people. Um, week one, he was missing wide open receivers and not just throwing. He was missing where they were on the field. He just wasn't hitting them. So as the season progressed, he started to hit those receivers and started to see them. But then he got injured. So now look what happens. He's with the Titans. He's with the Derrick Henry, the king of the running backs. Now Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, the situation could be no better from him. And did you know that last year Ryan Tannehill ran for seven rushing touchdowns as well? Mm. So with Tannehill's incredible efficiency, um, due in large part, of course, to A.J. Brown, plus his rushing potential, um, he's definitely got a safe floor and could be a huge fantasy winner this year. Fred, what are your thoughts on Ryan Tannehill? Very good quarterback. 
everybody gets better when they leave Adam Gase. Greg? <laughs> I think the Jets got better uh, uh, Adam Gase. Um, you give me a lot to follow tonight, but... <laughs> With the injury to Carson Wentz, um, Tannehill moves into my top ten. Nick Macaronis, where do you have Tannehill? Uh, I have him at number one in the division and number... Where the hell did he go? Number 12 in my overall. Dr. Miller, your percent to the bench for Tanny. Ryan Tannehill, I feel good about drafting him. He's going to be 20% to the bench this season. Expect him to play. Now moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. And I have him ranked currently number 22. Lawrence actually broke Deshaun Watson's Georgia high school record in career passing yards and passing touchdowns and won two state titles as a starter. Um, he also won the USA Today's National Player of the Year as a senior. Now the kid has the arm, the legs, and the golden locks. Um, he has weapons aplenty in the receiving and running back core, and so right now the sky is truly the limit for Trevor Lawrence. As long as the Jaguars don't go and pull a Jaguar, this kid could be a league winner for you, especially because you might, might get him late in the first round. Or excuse me, late in later rounds. My bad. Not even close to the first round. My apologies. Nick, your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence? Uh, right now I have him ranked 22nd overall. Uh, I believe fourth in the division, obviously because he's a rookie, there's nothing really to go on. I think he might get you big numbers in garbage time because they might be playing from behind. So, draft with caution. You guys got him high, highly ranked at 22. I got him right outside my 25. Again, he's a rookie quarterback. We don't know what to expect. We don't know what Urban Meyer is going to pull. So right now, 26. Thank God I'm here. <clears throat> Everybody got my 22 and 26. Zach Wilson at 37. And they were drafted one spot after each other. I'm a Unbelievable. Nonsense. Thank, oh, thank God wow. Fred's here. So where do you have him ranked, Fred? 23. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. I don't think he knows. I don't, the look on his face, I don't think he even knows. Where he just pulled that out of his ass. If he's 22, Zach Wilson's 23. Yeah, I think he pulled that out. All right. Let's move on now to the uh, AFC North. All right, we're going to take a break. Are you ready now? Uh, oh. Now moving on to the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz. And I can guarantee you that he will not be at number 12 where I currently have him ranked. Carson Wentz came in with huge potential and huge hype as we talked about him in 2021. We heard from the doc and he commented on him earlier. However, I'm only um, slightly going to move Carson out of my top 20 for now until we get more word on how long he'll be out. For now, it's Jacob Eason is the backup QB set to start. Who knows, I may even rank him over Zach Wilson. But for now, he's going to be number 38 on my rankings. Greg, any thoughts on Carson? Uh, like you said, right now he's not currently ranked because of the injury, so just be on the lookout to see if they pull that Nick Foles trigger. I am just a Ramos. I predict everything. Call Philip Rivers. He's ready to come out of retirement. Uh, I dropped him out of my uh, rankings, uh, Carson Wentz, because of the injury. Uh, but I think when he comes back, he'll be healthy. He'll be ready to go. And he'll be taking the Colts deep in the playoffs. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. <laughs> Dr. Miller... Interesting question. Your percent to the bench for Carson Wentz. 
Andre, he's on the bench. Yeah, usually on this show, I'm speculating, but I feel certain about this next data point. Carson Wentz, 100% to the bench. Welcome to the island. Island Peppa Skincare Products. Love your skin your way. Stop by today at islandpeppaskincare.com to look at our variety of products for both men and women. Because in the islands, the Peppa is always black. All right, moving on now to the AFC North. We're going to start with the Baltimore Ravens. Nick, let's start with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. Where do you have him ranked? All right, so Lamar Jackson, uh, you should know by now how my feelings about Lamar Jackson. He's a running back that can throw. That's where he does the most of his damage. Last year, he was 11-4. and four. Um, His best season was actually 2019 when he threw for uh, 3,300 yards. You know, he's he's a stat monster. Like, if you want points, this is the quarterback for you to get. He can be a strong and highly productive player if he stays healthy. He always rushes for over 1,000 yards. The guy's a stud. I mean, uh, my biggest issues, though, personally, he plays for the Ravens. He doesn't play for the Steelers. Um, I have him ranked number one in the division, number eighth overall. And a small caveat is they got a tough schedule. They got the second hardest schedule in the league. They play the AFC West and the AFC North. The easiest team they play is the Bengals, and they play them twice. Well, I have Lamar Jackson number six. He's in a contract year. Could be exciting things set for Lamar. Where do you have him ranked, Greg? Number two, draft for confidence. Ooh-wee. Fred. Top, Top seven. I think we're all high on Lamar Jackson nonetheless. All right, moving on to a favorite city of Knicks, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Big Ben Roethlisberger. What are your thoughts on Big Ben? Fellas, fellas, get get comfy. Get comfy. uh, I could have pulled out his whole career stats, but I did. I just went with the last three years. He's very consistent. Now, things everyone's been saying about his age and his elbow, I get it, and he's on the and he's on the downside of his career. But the guy threw for 33 touchdowns and 10 picks last year, 33 and 10 with over 30 with over uh, 3,800 yards. That's not bad. That's not bad for a 38 year old with a bum elbow. Speaking of the bum elbow, that's my biggest issue with him. His age and his elbow and his offensive line. They got to shuffle the uh, O line up every every couple games. He's got to be a more finesse player. He just can't drop back and throw defensive players off of him. And he's got to incorporate more three to five step drops and throw less deep passes. Now, um, I do have him ranked number two in the division and number thirteen overall. And they also have the toughest schedule. They play the AFC West, they play the AFC North, and yes, they play the Cincinnati Bungholes twice. Wow. So, listen, that was a lot. And Listen, I'm going to say this about Big Ben. Number 24, old as hell, 
I mean, but I will say, impressively, I was watching some NFL Network 11 and 0 last year. Not, I mean, did we forget? That was the quietest 11 0 team I think I've ever seen. So, Fred, what are your thoughts on Big Ben? Where you got him ranked? 12. I totally agree with Nick. <laughs> it's going to be even better with Najee Harris. Now that they run the ball, and I think it'll be impressive. Ranked number 12. What ha- what hasn't been said about Big Ben? Right, Nick? What hasn't been said? I have he, can, he can walk in the Hall of Fame with a gold jacket tomorrow. Okay. I have him ranked outside the top 25. Whoa. Dr. Miller, what is your percent to the bench for Ben Roethlisberger? Roethlisberger is one of two old farts we're going to talk about. Roethlisberger <laughs> was born in 1982. Wow. So... Last week, I was groveling a little bit about some of these young guys born in 98, 99. And I knew Ben had been around a long time because I remember this girl I dated right after 2002 or 2003. And she was a big Steelers fan. And she kept talking about Big Ben. And in my mind, there was no possible way that 20 years later, this guy was still playing. I thought, this has to be a different Ben. And I looked it up. And in fact, Ben was born in 1982. He has been around a long time. He's got a history of concussions. I don't hear lots of optimism about his offensive line. I'm going to say 90% to the bench this season. And I think this may be Ben's last productive season. The last dance, as they say. All right, at least. Hopefully, she was calling you Big Doc as well. All right, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. What is your thoughts on Joe Burrow, Mr. Flanders? All right, as you recall, Nick, at you got Flandered on Twitter, called Joe Burrow my bust of the year. Now, again, it wasn't for talent. It's because who does he play for? The Cincinnati Bungholes. He plays for Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor was quoted by Michael Lombardi, a former NFL GM, as being not qualified to be a head coach because he's got a 6-25-1 record. All right? So uh, they do play the sixth-hardest schedule in the NFL. They play the AFC West and North, and the easiest team they play, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So if you want to play Joe Burrow, play him against the Jets. He'll throw for 600 yards. I think that might be for any quarterback, to be quite honest with you. Hey, 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 hey. Your thoughts, where do you have Joe Burrow? 15th. <laughs> Fair enough. Fred, where do you got Joe Burrow? Right around grade 15. Had big stats last year before he got hurt. Yeah, I actually have him 11th, a little higher, but I might drop him down a little bit because of the concern over the injury. Um, we're not quite sure when he's going to start, so I might drop him a little bit, kind of where you guys have him at. I think there's going to be, a, you know, like you said, when he was on the field last year, he was magic. Dr. Miller, percent to the bench for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was one of the first guys we talked about earlier in the offseason this year. Mm-hmm. So... As a quick reminder, he had a devastating knee injury last November, and he was hit on his own goal line. And in his words, he's optimistic. He says rehab is going well, and he was expecting to take the first snap this season. Now, the first snap this season is nine months and 12 days after that surgery. I'm skeptical he's going to be ready in full form game number one. 
He may end up sitting out a couple weeks into the season, but once he's on the field, 15% to the bench. All right, moving on to the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield. I've been hyping him up all season, my little sleeper guy. What are your thoughts, Mr. Macaronis? Wake and bake Mayfield. Uh, he's oh, got shit. decent numbers, okay? He's, uh, last, last year, he let's see, he was 11-5, uh, threw for 3,500 yards, 25, uh, excuse me, 26 TDs, and eight picks. Here's my problem with Baker Mayfield. And I'm going to give him a pass at the same time. It's going to sound weird, but just hear me out. He's had three head coaches and three offenses in three years. Okay? So I'm going to give him a pass. Uh, my biggest knock on him, he plays for the freaking Browns. And I hate the Browns being a Steelers fan. Um, if I were him, and he ain't going to listen to me, so it ain't going to matter. But he does force the ball, the ball downfield too much, and he forces the ball to OBJ. That's his number one problem. When OBJ is out of the game, he plays better because he lets the game come to him. He's got to facilitate the game that way, and their offense goes through the running backs. It goes through Hunt, and it goes through Chubby. So, um, they got the ninth hardest schedule in the league. The easiest team they play is the Texans. He is my number three in the division, and he's number 15 overall. Interesting. I actually have Baker number 13. I Like I said, he's my sleeper QB this year. Uh, believe in Baker a lot, and I think some uh, big play potential is up for him this year. Greg, your thoughts on Baker? I mean, Nick has a lot of passion for this division. Um, I have Baker at 14. Fred? I got Baker at 16. <clears throat> with, 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 the, with the roster he has, he should be winning a lot more. Hey, Flander fans, this is Nick. You got Flander from TSSFantasy.com. Do you ever find yourself needing financial help and don't know where to turn and you live in the New York area? Well, Shelton Financial Management LLC is your answer because they do all the following. Audits, reviews, and in addition to bookkeeping, business consulting, tax prep, and much, much more, they do it all. To contact them for your financial business needs, you can find Shelton Financial Management, LLC, right here on Facebook or directly at the following number, 585-376-0574 and on the web at SheltonFinancialManagementLLC.com. Shelton Financial Management, LLC is our number one pick for our financial needs. Now moving on to the AFC West, and we're going to bring up uh, the first one's kind of an easy one. I think there's not much quite to say. The Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. What are your thoughts on the Chiefs? The best quarterback in the league. Number one ranked throughout. Super talented. The kid is cool as a cucumber, man. Love the guy. Greg, your thoughts on Mahomes? Freddie said it all. I got him ranked number one overall, best quarterback in the league. I have him number three, as Fred said it. You know, again, he can easily be a number one right now in my three. Just kind of like, kind of like what I said about Josh Allen, um, kind of in between. Could be an easy top one candidate. Nick, doesn't really matter what you have to say because we've kind of said it all. 
All right, let's go on to the Denver Broncos. Your thoughts on the Broncos situation? Drew Locke, worst quarterback in the division. He is terrible. If they had any decent quarterback, Deshaun Watson, they could probably be Super Bowl contenders. Definitely call the Texans. Greg, what are your thoughts? Who's the starter? Is it Bridgewater? Is it Drew? Stay away. Just stay away. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, that's the thing. To go off of Greg's, they got one of the tightest neck-and-neck battles for quarterback. You don't know who's going to start from week one to week three. I stay away from that. I just want to say, just like Zach Wilson, Fred is really bringing it tonight. The <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, number 33, and Drew Locke, number 36. But again, probably better than Zach Wilson. Uh, Dr. Miller, hey, man. Dr. Miller, your percent to the bench for Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is five years out from his ACL and knee dislocation. Doesn't seem to be giving him any residual problems. 10% to the bench, Teddy Bridgewater. Now moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Fred, your thoughts on Derek Carr? Just want to let everybody know that this division is sponsored by Crown Apple. My analysis. <laughs> Justin I second Herbert, that. Yeah, he seconds it. Trust us. Uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert is a winner. He is. Uh, I think he's only going to get better. Over 4,300 yards and 31 touchdowns with just 10 interceptions. Rookie year. I really like him. I think he is going to be. I think he's the number two quarterback in the division. Why is he talking about Herbert? Why are you talking about Herbert? <laughs> he said the Chargers. No, no the Raiders. Raiders. That's all right. It's okay. We can do this. I told you this was. Leave this in. Leave this in, Jason. This was. Sponsored by Crown Apple. He called it. It was sponsored by Crown Apple. It's true. We can do this on the fly. No, no biggie. Greg, your thoughts on Justin Herbert? I'm confused. I was ready for Derek for my uh, car. Now we're talking about Herbert. Great quarterback. Having him in my top ten. I, uh, Nick, your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts uh, is... He's scrambling. No, I'm not He's scrambling. Googling. Shut up. You had so much to say before. Get it out. I threw, I threw I'm going to get my ball. foot in, in your ass. I threw him a curveball. Listen, <laughs> Justin Herbert came into a bad situation last year. Was told he was going to play five minutes before the game. He was a, a grad student for bio, which means he's smart. And he's my number seven overall. Dude's a stud. Pick him up when you get the chance. Flanded would call him a stud. Shut up! <laughs> Justin Herbert, yes, I agree. Very, and not only all that what Nick said, but he's got weapons. He's in my, he made my top 10, number 10 overall. All right, now let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders! The Raiders! Man, I'll say it like that. Derek Carr, what are your thoughts? And get the fucking Google out because, damn, bro, you are missing out. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Derek Carr, last season was a good year for him. He set career highs, over 4,000 yards. He had over 100 quarterback rating. I think, passer rating, sorry. I think the problem is John Gruden for him. I think uh, if he had a better coach, and, and I used to like Gruden, there'll be, a, be a, a winner. I think he'll, they'll be better this year because of their defense, so it would help Carr out. He's still ranked number three. I have him about ranked in the division. Sorry, Greg. Oh, oh. Number 20 in the NFL. Greg. So now we're talking about the Raiders and Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr, especially that one season where he almost won the MVP before he got injured and, you know, making it to the playoffs. But I have him ranked number 20 
A lot of talent. Hopefully Gruden gets it together. He agrees with me. For Nick, once. what are your thoughts on Derek Carr? All right, my thoughts on Derek Carr is I actually feel bad for Derek Carr because he plays for John Gruden. Um, also, this year, his only real weapon in the passing game is going to be Darren Waller. So uh, he's going to be hand the ball off a lot. Um, I have him ranked number 19. I don't know really what else to say about Derek Carr except uh, good luck and hope you get trading next season. We've talked about the Raiders before. What is their identity? That's the problem with me so far. What are they, you know, what are what are that, what is that team? We've talked about this extensively. I'm not really sure, but I do like, like you mentioned, I like Derek Carr. I got him ranked number 23 right now, possibly, but what is Gruden going to do with this guy and this offense? So it'll be interesting to see going forward. Dr. Miller, what's your percent to the bench for Derek Carr? Derek Carr, I don't have anything noteworthy or remarkable with Derek Carr. Nothing on my radar that's of particular concern. We're going to go 25% to the bench, Derek Carr. Hey guys, it's Mitch Lopez, your local farmer's insurance agent. As hurricane season approaches, is your homeowner's insurance going to make the cut? Are they charging you more for your renewal or even worse, canceling you? If so, I think it's time to put your insurance company on the bench and make Mitch Lopez Farmers Insurance your number one pick for all of your insurance needs. You can reach me at 407-603-7366 or you can follow me on Facebook at Farmers Insurance, Mitch Lopez, IG, Mitch Lopez underscore Farmers Agency, or you can check my website at Farmers Insurance, Mitchell Lopez Jr. All right. Thank you once again, TSS family. We appreciate you. Before we close tonight, again, this is the LSFL, my, our league, our draft lottery. And we. I wanted to pose the question, and we're going to bring up your thoughts next week. How does your league do a lottery, and how do you – how do you guys celebrate, I guess, the start of the season, more or less? I want to hear your thoughts. Definitely email us or reach us out on any of our social media sites. I wanted to bring in our other folks that have been on during the season. We got Mike the Straw in the building. The OG! Tonight. Mike, welcome to the studio, sir. Do, do, do. Back again. <laughs> Ken, we have Ken the King of the North. Welcome to the studio, Ken. Good to be here, boys. And Jose, Useless. Jose, we talked. Now you you've emailed the show a few times. Actually, you didn't even know it. Jose, welcome. <laughs> to- <laughs> yeah, I emailed the show and said y'all suck. <laughs> so got that email. I, I, I deleted my my name on it so you couldn't see, but you still did came. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up you suck because your record sucks also. See? So listen. <laughs> wow. Uh, so our thoughts go. tonight is simply put. There's nothing like fantasy season, and we want to hear how you celebrate the start of your season. So please send that in to us. We want to hear about it. We do a big production. You know, that is, that's kind of what our thing, and that's what we've always done. We like to do a big deal. This year I bought a special little wheel. I hope it goes all right. We'll see. Especially we're all a little inebriated, so maybe everybody will kind of <laughs> cut me some slack, but I doubt it. 
Hey, I want to like drink champs since the last time I've been back here. Yeah, this, yeah, this is yeah. TSS Justin. I want to give a big shout out to one of our sponsors named Mitch Lopez Insurance Agency. Word up. He did a really great job for me, saved me thousands of dollars on home insurance. Spectacular wow. guy. Look us, look him up. He's on our webpage, tssfantasy.com. Man, he did a great job. Look him up. Mitch, just so you know, sir, that is a free plug. So just so <laughs> This show has definitely been bought by Crown Road. Yes. <laughs> so again. And Corona. And Corona and whatever you're drinking or doing whatever. The bear Corona, not coronavirus. We appreciate you guys. For, for us and the TSS crew, we are out. do 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 that smells so good. What'd you guys get? I got the Rasta pasta. It's really good. What'd you get? I got the shrimp and white rice. It's covered in this amazing jerk sauce. Did you know it's their signature jerk sauce that they actually make here? And we're taking a bottle home. I got the jerk chicken. I'll give you some of mine if you let me try yours. No, I'm not sharing this. This is all mine. And I'm already done. Wow. And don't forget, if you're looking for a Jamaican cuisine, Real spicy, finger-licking good. Check out Irie Vibes at 313 Central Avenue, Albany, New York. Remember, that's where the licking is good.